Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility the around the nfl podcast is in secret contract negotiations with emma vp welcome back to another edition of the around the nfl podcast presented by new era my name is dan hansis and i'm joined in a room that is just filled with heroes mark sessler chris wesling colleen wolf and greg rosenthal what is up people hey dan whoa tgif big day yeah, feeling I this I don't know why this is feeling very <laughs> nervous again uh, going into this show on the way just thinking um, what could go wrong uh, right out of the gate Colleen had to shit like swivel her head during to take a big cough I just don't know what how the group is doing I worried on the about whole. that too Dan you I had you ate some curry too. for lunch that you say threw you off mm, um, a little bit who knows what's going on with Greg or Wes <laughs> just a lot of uh, X factors. Guys, West after Greg. like 700 shows, this is the one you're yeah. nervous for. I'm, f- I'm kind of feeling a little. I'm nervous. feeling like this is going to be a great <laughs> preseason. Wait, preseason season six of Pete of the around the NFL. This podcast. is not our dress rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. We are now less than two weeks away from the start of the regular season. Let's lay it out in 13 days. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Colin, your favorite football team. Didn't look great for? last night, though. No, and we'll get to that. They open up their season against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so that's in 13 days. In eight days, we will be on a plane on our way to London uh, for our big, long-delayed, long-awaited uh, Round the NFL podcast trip to London, um, details of which... Still coming together, but what we can say is, Greg, uh, we're going to be um, all over the beautiful English countryside, potentially. Can we say that? I think we're pretty much in London. Yeah, I would say we're not going to (laughs) be in the countryside much at all, from what I've seen. I don't know. Um, uh, We will be on Sky Sports. Uh, We will hopefully have a live show from London, which the details are still coming together. Don't hold us to that yet, but that's what we're working on uh, for Tuesday, possibly. And then we're going to be at Piccadilly Circus on Saturday. 
uh, where we'll be um, amongst the masses, and I think there might even be a little Q and A potentially afterward. That's Q and A. We're on the stage. Still talk. It'll be fun. A lot of fun stuff lined up in London. So you English uh, listeners, and if you're close to England, I know we got a lot of Irish listeners. Come on over from the Emerald Oil and Scottish. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. If you're Australian, (laughs) come on over. Netherlands. They're Netherlands, the next on the, the list. Mr. F is coming. Oh, yeah. Mr. F's coming, right? These European countries, it's not hard to zap through one of them to get to England. From what little I know, I think that mm-hmm. the effort, it's in sort of an effort check on viewers <laughs> who are listeners who are outside of England. You yeah. make it. If you don't, I'd like to know why you did not pony up and get there. The you don't have an excuse. Get there. Mm-hmm. Deutschland, France. Do we have listeners in France? Yes. Do you have friends in France now, Colleen? I do. There you go. So yeah. Anywhere where you are, if we, if we missed... Uh, your nation, uh, come to England uh, the first week in September. We're very excited. Today's show uh, is jam-packed. We have a preseason game, as uh, Colleen alluded to, uh, to discuss between the Browns and the Eagles. Uh, Some news, including bad news, involving one of the star offensive linemen of quote-unquote America's team. It's like some people are like, your president. I'm kind of like your American. You're, you're still treating that as a wide open controversy. That, exactly. It's raging. <laughs> and uh, with uh, football season now just around the corner, less than two weeks away, um, Greg, got to give all the credit to Greg on this one. Because what a segment idea it was. <laughs> New football year resolutions. New Year's. Forget January 1st. That's not, that's not time for starting over. We still have like a month left of the season now. This is when our New Year starts. So a lot to get to. Let's start, though, by uh, a look behind the glass. There she is, Emma VP behind the glass today. How are you? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Great to hear your voice. Yeah, uh, have you, yeah um, girl. How are things going in your relationship with Dave Damashek? They're, they're going well, you know? Like steady. one out of ten. Ten. <sighs> yeah, we're going strong. She's mm-hmm. the big fish. But you go through yeah. the pre-production process with us today. Mm-hmm. Very easy, very smooth. Then how would you compare that to wor- working with Dave versus working with us in general? Who's more enjoyable? Wow, that's really tough. You guys both have your strengths for sure. Um, <laughs> Going to have to lean with Damashek on this one, though. Wow. Love she's, you guys. She's, she's, she's loyal. Yeah. She's like mm-hmm. succession. Every time we try to poach you, um, Emma, uh, and if we fail, I have a conversation with Mark privately, and, uh, and Mark always has the same response. He's like, She's a tough one to reel in. Yeah. That's exactly how I say <laughs> it. Sounds too. like him. Yeah. <laughs> She's playing hard to get. And it's like, oh. It's like this is occurring in like a, in a small alley Gross. behind like a Chinese house. <laughs> a Chinese house? Like a Chinese restaurant. Like, you know, let's go out back and talk. Let's do some news. What's up, you guys? I just want to let you know that we are coming back for season two. Very cavalry. And don't forget, you got to watch the season finale this Sunday night. We're going to be back. How excited is Jay? Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jay Cutler, star of Very Cavalry on E. Um, I sent a little nug over on our instant messaging chat client um, that came from E, uh, the entertainment network that airs Very Cavalry. This show is a hit uh, for them. It is the number one show like basic cable let's see e says the first season of very cavalry has seen consistent week on week growth in all key demos and currently ranks as one of the youngest and most affluent series colin you're affluent listen affluent series on affluent series on ad supported affluent affluent no affluent 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 no that's what i said 
Affluent. No. Affluent? No. What, how is it an affluent series? I mean, the whole sentence makes And most confusing. affluent series on ad-supported cable and broadcast with a median age of 36. So mm. young, rich people. Yeah. Jay I Cutler, mean, I guess that's nice. Who spent an right. entire career, 12 years, Wes, struggling to earn our respect, has finally lived mm. up to expectations. It just took him leaving professional football for reality television. Hey, just because boring people watch a show doesn't mean it's a, su- <laughs> it's a successful show. It's an unwatchable television uh, show. Uh, you know, I Wes, tried very hard to get I've into it. This, but Jake Cutler's good for about three minutes a show, and then you have to deal with backstabbing drama from weird, weird women for the rest of the show. It's, no. it's unwatchable. Sounds like a winner. I can't believe I've never I seen it. I enjoy it, but I, I don't want to give Backstabbing a... drama from yeah. weird women, some yes. of which are attractive. I'm in on this. That's what you want to watch. <laughs> this is your wheelhouse, actually. This is it. What else yeah. is that watchable? I don't want to give a spoiler alert for the season finale, but I have heard that Jay is kind of sour about some things throughout, but in the end, you like him. No. <laughs> Jay's sour on some things? Finale. Stop it. Greg has described every episode of the show to date. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, get to the news. And, yes, we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who are dealing with an issue, uh, and their veteran center, Travis Frederick, Frederick, one of the very best in the league, announced Wednesday he has been diagnosed with, oh, boy, Uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, a disorder in which the immune system attacks the body's nervous system in response to illness. Whoa. Uh, This is a four-time pro bowler each of the last four seasons. He's been dealing with injury, shoulder and neck issues throughout training camp, and now uh, it comes out that he has this syndrome, um, and it comes in varying forms, Greg, from mild cases which are quickly alleviated to more serious attacks that can last for months. Frederick is optimistic about his treatment. Um, Rap Sheet said there's no timetable for the center's return to action. Well, like most people, I, I didn't know anything about this disease. And then you, I read up on it, you know, after hearing this news. And, you know, the takeaway is just it, it sounds like a, a really difficult thing to go through, to put it mildly, and that there's so much variation in in the severity in terms of how it can affect different people, that there's not much more to say other than at least, you know, for me, then, then you just wish him the best and you hope he can, he can fully recover. I mean, one form of it, and we, we don't know what specifically he's dealing with, but it can generate bodily weakness in the legs and upper body. And I mean, you think of what an NFL center has to do. His message was, thank you. I'm going to get back as quickly as possible. But the way, it, the way it was stated in general to Greg's point, we just have no, idea and their backup situation is not extremely promising in, in, for, in the form of Joe Looney. Not to be confused with Joe Don Looney, one of the most <laughs> interesting characters in the history of the NFL, played mm. in the 60s. No, it is not mm. him. <laughs> and, and they're injured right now throughout the offensive line. Well, Zach Martin, he's this. got the, the knee injury, so his availability is up in the air for the opener. And then their rookie, the left guard, Connor Williams, he's been struggling too. So this offensive line, it's not what it was once was a couple of years ago. And even Tyron Smith is a little banged up. He's not going to play this weekend. And so it sounds like they'll sit Dak Prescott just because they don't want him to play behind this banged up line. Which so. they're getting killed for, but it's like yeah, what, as soon as he something happens to him, the media will turn oh. violently mm-hmm. on the Cowboys and, and destroy them. We'll so. get two star players and how they're being used a little later in the news. But the Cowboys offensive line has to be studly for this team to win the NFC East. And they are going through some major challenges here, uh, especially at the center position. Moving on, we have another first-round pick who's going to miss the start of the 2018 season. It is uh, over in the Ravens' nest, by the way. 
uh, tight end Hayden Hurst, who went 25th overall. Mike Garofolo reported uh, that he has a stress fracture in his foot. He's undergoing a procedure today, Friday, to insert a screw. You never want to hear screws getting mm -hmm. in for, uh, inserted in feet. Um, he's likely – you never want to hear it, Colleen. I know, I know. I second that. <laughs> what, do you want to hear it? Uh, no, I don't. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I never want to hear about a screw going in feet. Okay. I don't really totally buy what she's saying. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, she does think, a little bit like that. But I think you were revealed a little bit there. No, not at all. <laughs> a metallic screw truther. Please. Uh, Hurst will likely miss three to four weeks, which would sideline him, obviously, for the start of the season. Uh, Wes, the, uh, the Ravens, they just seem to have bad injury luck at this position. Yes, they do. I did not think of that, Dan, but you are correct. Crockett Gilmore, who is now, I believe, a tackle. He's always trying to be, yeah. Yeah, they have bad, bad luck, and they have another in, another rookie, Mark Andrews. They drafted in the third round. They have Nick Boyle, who's mm -hmm. a veteran. But Hayden Hurst, they had big plans for him, and as much as I've liked what I've seen from Joe Flacco, this does hurt. Yeah, it's, Dennis Pitta was, like, the, the first one there. That's where it started. That, yeah. yeah, that's sort of where everything began. And then Max Williams, he's dealt with a ton of injuries. Todd Heap could never stay healthy. I just – they mm. had talent yeah. in that position. Yeah. They invested a second issue. rounder in Max Williams, too. And then it's weird. You don't often see, like – Get, you think you solve tight end with Max Williams. That just not happened with who he is so far. You go out and have to spend another first round and get another tight end. These guys can't stay on the yeah, field. Like, unlike Colleen, who's taking a perverse you know, pleasure from this sure. screw going in in his foot. into his foot. <laughs> right. Drill it. I'm disappointed. I was really excited. He seemed that was like my he, last he was Google gonna, search. Yeah, he was going to add something to this offer. Greg has so. a more measured approach to this, and I, I appreciate that. I think we all do. Uh, moving on, yes, the week three of the preseason did kick off on Thursday. Um, a game that will not, you know, go down historically as one of the more entertaining affairs. A 5-0 to zero <laughs> win for the Cleveland football Browns over the Philadelphia Eagles. The defending champs, Colleen, yikes, one step away from infamy uh, with, I believe, the annual matchup against the Jets coming up next week. 0-3. Uh, 0-3. Yoinks. 0-3. Uh, more disturbingly, uh, your, your QB, Nick Foles, who is the – you know, Super Bowl MVP continues to struggle. Two picks, took a sack uh, for a safety. Uh, does not look anything like the guy from last year. Where are you at on the the old P scale? Oh, it's just the preseason, right? It doesn't matter. Um, I you don't know. I'm diaper. kind of freaking out a little bit about it. Just watching last night. Foles looks lost. He did not look anything like the guy who played in the Super Bowl. Now, I do keep trying to remind myself. Okay. Alshon Jeffrey's not out there. Nelson Aguilar. You ha don't have Jay Ajayi, Mac Hollins, Affluent. Darren Sproles, right? Corey Clement, <laughs> Jason Peters. There's a slew of their starters that are not out there right there now in addition to Carson Wentz. But Jason Kelsey, he was knocked out of the game early. The offensive line, he did play. He did go back in. Um, but the offensive line did not do Foles any favors at all. I mean, he had five turnovers this entire preseason. So of 14 possessions – They've generated zero points. They've allowed nine points. Woof. They've had the sack fumble that was returned for the touchdown against the Patriots and then the safety against the Browns. It's been really ugly for Foles leading Where the offense. Where is the P scale? One to ten. Eight. Wow. So you're very nervous about this. Eight. She like was it. nervous after Carson Wentz emerged as an MVP on national television. Right. We had the show the next morning. <laughs> I'm <laughs> always nervous, guys. Foles has had a dramatically up-and-down career. And now he's having to handle something. I think that's the only the only takeaway. If I was an Eagles fan, that would concern me is just Foles. If we need to count on him a little bit, he said he needed to kind of escape 
the all-encompassing football world for a little bit and like talk to his family and just who knows how he's dealing with being a Super Bowl MVP and he's had some pretty low lows but you're missing your top three receivers your top three running backs mm-hmm. your your all Hall of Fame left tackle your quarterback it's like Hard to Who take cares? too much that away That wasn't from really their it. team yeah. out there. If you remove recency bias, this Nick Foles looks awfully familiar because right. his the history of Nick Foles is a bunch of superlative starts and a bunch of meltdowns and very little in between. Mm-hmm. He, he, more than any quarterback, seems to be playing to the level of his coaching staff and teammates. And he didn't have many and you teammates don't really, in this And game. you don't really game plan in the preseason. Like a lot of the right. stuff that Doug Peterson does that makes him great – they're not going to be doing against the Browns in the preseason. I mean, a little credit to Cleveland's defense, though. Not saying sure. that it's a Browns fan, Miles but I mean, Garrett I've watched 85,000 Browns preseasons games, and you don't see them do anything on defense, whether it's August or it's flipped over to September. And I think Miles Garrett, to your point, is like, the dude, like, when you think first overall pick, well, you'd like him to be a star player. I mean, he is a completely fascinating guy to watch. He blew up. He absolutely blew up the Eagles last night. I don't care who's on the field. Yeah, he's looked. He's looked great. I mean, he looked great. I think last year under the the radar, Vitai Vitai struggled so bad. Looked so bad last week and bad bad this week too. Tarod Taylor dislocated pinky, um, but I guess he'll be okay. But an injury scare. Also, Baker Mayfield was um, checked for a concussion. I think that checked out positively as well. So uh, a couple scares for the Browns, but nothing. Uh, lasting, it appears, at this time. I want to see – I feel bad because I, like, love Tyrod Taylor more than just about anyone. But it's like, what? I just want to see Baker Mayfield play at this point. Like, I never thought I'd support Tyrod Taylor chance, just being buddy. benched. But Baker Mayfield makes three or four throws, and he did it in this game. In each game that you just, just – wow. Like, he, he's been, as I think, the most impressive rookie Well, and even his pick, and Charlie Castley had a good video this morning that showed that the Browns receiver coming across the field – that it was actually a perfectly timed throw mm-hmm. by Mayfield, but the receiver got bumped, and so suddenly there was no one there but an Eagles player. But it, Mayfield's been impressive. I I don't I know I don't know why we're not discussing this, but what, like the idea of pulling Tyrod Taylor for the injury, then putting him back in. I don't I I don't know Browns fans or not you could agree with that move. It just seems weird to me. The only thing I was thinking about that move was watching Hard Knocks. You hear that the Browns constantly talking about how they're not tough enough. And Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, yes, if he's supposed to be the leader and the quarterback right now, he's going to go in, he's going to go back in and show that he is tough, and especially to Todd Haley. It could have been his decision. Like, everyone's immediately going head coach, and I get it. Um, but if it, was Ty- if it was Tyrod or Tyrod saying, like, I must go back in, and they gave him the choice, then that's, that's a different narrative. Put the pitchforks and torches away. Area quarterback plays football. Right. Well, I yeah. mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Moving on, the Oakland Raiders cutting ties with a 2017 second-round draft pick. Ouch. Obi Melifonwu? Melifonwu? Damn it. It's close. You're there. Melifonwu. Melifonwu. Uh, he was a waived injured. Uh, this comes after a rookie season in, in which Obi appeared in five games, made just one start, 10 weeks on injured reserve last year, knee and hip issues. Uh, Rap Sheet noted that aside from the injuries, uh, Obi was waived because Oakland, quote, never quite felt he loved football enough. Yikes, football people. Come on, Chris Wessling. <laughs> I think we see who's wearing the pants in this relationship. That's Reggie McKenzie's draft pick out the door after one year just because John Gruden's there. Right. That That's kind of the takeaway. Like, you never see second-round picks go that fast. This probably was a mistake. It's not like they'll regret it. He was a combine workout warrior. 
but you really see Gruden has very little use for a lot of the players that were before. Seth Roberts signed a contract extension, I think, last year. He might not make the team. Carl Joseph was a pretty hyped-up Reggie McKenzie first-round pick. He is may not be starting for the team. Like He's getting rid of all of well, the McKenzie you know, guys. The, uh, lingering hip issues are about one of the worst football scenarios you could ask for. And by the time we hear that a player is not all in on football, they've been knowing that probably for a long, long time. And so I don't know if it's not just on – up, though. Well, it's not just on Gruden to be – I don't know. He's made some interesting moves, but I wonder what Reggie McKenzie thinks about this player today versus when he drafted him. I wish we knew what it was exactly and, and how they came to the – uh, how they came to the reason that they n- never quite felt he loved football enough. Like what right. What's kind that of code for? sparked that? Well, yeah. yeah, there had to have been some type of situation that went down or something that they saw within him. That reminds me when last year for the NFL Pick'em show, uh, when we would do the cornhole segments, we just sensed it. It was like, Mark doesn't have the love for this. Like he doesn't, <laughs> yeah. the love's not there. We just, uh, we have to said, move on. I waged on as a high ranking professional now I will say this when I worked I remember a job I had working hey, at sort of, I did not mean high ranking I was going to say highly dedicated is what I meant to say the professional I worked at like a shop right as my first job where Me my too. job was just meant to take like all the carts scattered around like the four degree oh, yeah. parking lot uh, and jockey. then put them into the lines and it was like it was easy I was not motivated at one point the boss John Firamonti had to sit me down and say I just don't see the fire in the eyes when it comes to this employment. I was like, I can make up something, but it, I can't fake my disengagement here. Maybe this is what's happening with Obi um, in a much different higher so stakes scenario. Football is just a more elaborate game of cart wrangling. I mean, it's so money. Is it's it a money. Yeah. You're it just life, making really? money yeah. one way or another. So, um, In other news, the reigning offensive player of the year is Todd Gurley. He is not going to play a single snap in uh, the preseason. And guess what? He's cool with it. Here's what Todd had to say. That is everyone's dream to not play in the preseason. Some guys just like being out there to get a feel for it and to see, but not this guy. Um, Greg, is this kind of like a potential trend in the NFL? The, The fact that they're also sitting Jared Goff for the entire preseason, and that's partly because their offensive line is banged up. Andrew Whitworth is is getting sat in this game, but I do see it as a trend. I think the Eagles were extremely conservative with some of the players that they chose to play. Some of them really weren't injured. Uh, there's other teams throughout the league that are kind of the, the Cowboys, it looks like, are going to sit people. I think it could become a trend, especially depending on how this goes for the Rams, whether teams just consider – sitting starters for the entire preseason. Not every coach is going to do it. The NFL has already has a problem on its hands with preseason Mm -hmm. in general, but it has a double problem if it goes really well for the Eagles and Rams and other teams, and and it becomes... Now, these trendy, forward-thinking coaches have learned not to play anyone valuable in the preseason. Then the NFL is still trying to entice fans to come buy tickets for four and for for two teams, five preseason games, please. I would take the if out of that. The NFL already has a problem that the first quarter of the regular season is subpar football because nobody takes the preseason seriously. Patriots, and because of the CBA and you can't work mm-hmm. out as much in the offseason. I mean, like, the, not every coach is going to go this route. Tom Brady is going to play into the third quarter on Saturday. He played the entire first half in the second preseason. Like he's been, he once played into the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game, which made people lose their minds. <laughs> and, like, that's one of the things watching the preseason that annoys me, when people kind of – 
decide what the arbitrary rules are of when players right. have to come out and they decide, how could they possibly be playing uh, Tyrod for the fourth series instead of just two? It's like, just let the coach. I don't know. I trust yeah, the coaches. Well, how do you yeah. have a great opinion on this? <laughs> what? Yeah. But I also think a lot of coaches are just falling in line behind other coaches, and Belichick is one of the few that actually has his own ideas on this. Here's something wild. From 1970 to 1977, there were six preseason games, 14 regular season games, uh, so technically the oh same amount of games, God. but six preseason games. Not only games. that, and there was a time Two a day when, we were, like six weeks. When, when we would have been in like sixth, seventh grade when football started to become like deep in the bloodstream. I remember Cleveland playing Pittsburgh in the preseason. I mean, you're playing divisional rivals, wow. and it was four or five games always for that. I mean, that's ridiculous. It I, makes sense not to play your starters like I, and your stars. It's really, I feel like, just for the rookies and the guys that are really battling. Trying to make the positions. team to get yeah. how to look you, at people. But how do you get your offense and defense in sync if you're not playing football games? It, it, it's the one sport where – I guess every sport is like this, but football to an extreme degree where the difference between playing in a game and practicing is so right. dramatic mm-hmm. that that's why some coaches love it. But I – I don't know what I don't know what the right answer is. Who the hell knows? <laughs> nice close. <laughs> Moving on, the uh, Arizona Cardinals have their general manager back in the building, Steve Keim, uh, who detonated a Keim bomb on himself recently. Uh, suspended five weeks, uh, beginning July seventeenth, following his DUI arrest on the fourth of July. Uh, he got fined two hundred thousand dollars on Wednesday. Uh, he spoke to the media. Uh, this is what he had to say after the reports came out. My 12-year-old son was texting his buddy, and he said, they keep showing your dad over and over again on TV. I'm so sorry he's having to go through that. And my son said, I'm not. He shouldn't have been doing it. And my son was right. I don't think there's any feeling that's worse than feeling like you let your children down. Whoa. I, that was wow. one one segment of about a four or five minute press conference. And the first three was just Steve Kime speaking off the top uh, of his head and, and from the heart. And it was one of the more remarkable press conferences I've ever seen in the NFL. And it really just stuck out as a contrast to me to some other times that we've seen people really mess up their lives or or in their work and how you handled it and he would even say he wouldn't want us to be praising this because he's like the only thing you can do is is how you're going to act uh moving forward that's that's really the only thing that matters but uh, in a week where we saw like that urban meyer press conference (laughs) uh this watching this really stuck out to me and you really you know you just felt how honest he was throughout the whole thing well he completely let his guard down and you can tell you can hear how genuine he sounds i mean that had to have been so embarrassing for him to go through and to to talk about the way that his 12 year old son kind of had to take it all in i mean that's that's a big moment that's kind of that's a come to jesus moment kids are kids are honest that's i like think the cardinals also this was not a, a check the box um, suspension for the cardinals like they sounded very bent out of shape and serious about it from the beginning, and I think that he's responded partly because of the way they responded. It wasn't just a get back in the building and slap you on the no, back he, thing. I yeah. think he could have easily lost his career or lost his job, at least with the Cardinals. Uh, finally in the news, uh, uh, on Thursday, reporters asked Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin 
about a construction, uh, a tarp hanging uh, near one of the practice fields uh, at the Rooney Sports Complex. Uh, initially, uh, Tomlin was vague, and he said this, I'll leave that somewhat mystical, man. I'll let you guys hypothesize about the origin of that and its use, and at some point I will address it directly. It will be the 2018 little side story. So they kept pushing him on it, and uh, he went on. Uh, you know how it is, man. This is interesting times, drones and so forth, you know. Uh, we do what we got to do to prepare and be ready to play and play on a level, fair, competitive playing field. He's protecting himself from drones, Chris Wessling. I think drones and so forth is a good fantasy football name. <laughs> I just love so forth. Like, it's a little bit like whatnot. You just don't have anything to say, so you just like, and so forth. But Mark and I are big on drones need to be regulated. Absolutely. Invasion of privacy, it's like car alarms mm. or secondhand smoke. Just because you want to do it for your life, you don't get to affect other people's lives. I could not agree more. A drone uh, flew over uh, my neighborhood. It's I'm back. Just, it's back like now. PTSD to me right now. Yeah. Uh, right over my neighborhood, over my own backyard. Yeah. While I was, and I'm like, you, how dare you? Yes. Robot. Yeah. It's like because the problem with drones is like in general, whatever anyone's using it for, mm. it's no different than what you'd use it for when you were like a sixth grade boy. Like you're gonna fly over yeah. someone's backyard and over people's pools and try to catch things that a sixth grade boy or a at this point probably like a 65 year old man at this yeah. whoever's flying the drone. Uh, yeah, some like age a in paroled felon. I mean, what do you? What is it you're hoping to see? Now I have to be like even more paranoid about stuff. You have to be. But have if to you, be can you imagine being looking to the skies, thirty <laughs> yards above an NFL practice, you have perfect vision of what mm. formations yeah. look like. I mean, Tomlin is not being an overly officious. Do you freak remember? Show here. Well, right. he he might be. All you coaches know, are you, paranoid. If like, you were a coach, you would feel differently, Greg. I, you can be, sit here and say <laughs> that. Maybe like, I, I want drones flying over he's your. He's the only. Your he's the only practice, one. Please. He's the only one that's doing it. So not every coach is doing this. I'm just saying, paranoid <laughs> coaches is a tradition <laughs> in <bad>. football. <laughs> Paran like the the Redskins. But you can't just say the laissez faire attitude to drones no, flying I'm, over I'm not, Steelers I'm practice. I'm just saying, it's like, please, it doesn't. <laughs> Al Davis would have outfitted like mini hot air balloons right. with bazookas just the to Redskins, shut down these drones. The Redskins <laughs> closed down Super Bowl practices because they were so paranoid about the Raiders spying on them, like you know, thirty years ago. But they probably just good were reason. Being, though. They probably just were being paranoid. It's also a good idea if you are trying to spy. Oh, it's great. Use idea. the drones. Yeah, it's a great move. Uh, back <laughs> it's to a back. Obvious. Right. Back to back. Um, C plus uh, league champions of the Shield in softball, Los Angeles County softball. We were playing a game once. I think this might have been two years ago. And a drone came right over the outfield. And only now am I putting it together that it was probably those Barney's Beanery creeps. Yes, they what? were. Trying to get a scatter report yeah. on our 45-year-old hamstring, like, <laughs> stricken lineup. <laughs> I, tried, I threw a softball up at it. And I almost hit it. At one point, we had, like, three people out with hamstrings, two with groin injuries, one with ab <laughs> you guys an were abdominal decimated. pool. Soft tissue injuries. Just the dr the drones and yet we persevered. <laughs> yes, we did. The drones on the beach are are the worst. Um, <laughs> the get rid there's drones all over the beach in in Southern California. You always I have see to drones. hear this all the time because it's my terrible. dad's an air traffic controller and he hates drones. Like they're I mean, I'm, with, I'm with you. I hate drones. Right. We're all in the, we're all in locks up here. Greg yep. was being a contrarian. No, I was. Also, I don't think agree. you need to close practices, but I'm anti drone. To be pro drone, you're shut anti everything down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything in the sky, shoot it down. <laughs> What? <laughs> I mean, within reason. That's what's happening in the news. <laughs> within reason. Oh. Hey, Dan. What? Hey, Dan. What? What? Did you get your passport? 
Not yet, actually. <laughs> Whoa! No! <laughs> you better get on that. Obviously. You can't travel abroad without a passport. That's been made clear. You can't travel to London without a passport. Oh my god. Hey, Dan. So better get your passport. I don't need to hear from you. You're soon not either. going to London without a passport. Can we get an okay, August seriously. calendar in here? You do grasp the gravity of the situation, right? You, you're being honest. It has not arrived yet. I kind of think Dan's just playing this up for the bit at this point. Looks is a little possible? nervous. <laughs> Looks so. a little nervous. Sure. That's what's happening here. But, like, you can track it. It tells you when you get your password, it tells you the day it's going to arrive. You can track it yeah. online. Yeah. Have you been, just a little have bit you been late. doing that? Uh, the government's been tied up with some things lately. And True. I, I think it's led to a moderate delay. I, I think it arrived like a week and a half ago. You know, the coal miners from uh, sent it along. <laughs> they got They got it. <laughs> Uh, we'll be okay. We're all going to be there. Yep. And if not, Colleen, you have a passport. I got one. Shoot you over there. Great. You available? No, yep. not really. Uh. She has like two apartments in Europe right now. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, the wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, which means it's fantasy football season and FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the place to play. Not even a decision to make. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? What's your problem? How's this sound? The season, uh, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse them again for the rest of the season. It's a knockout pool, baby. Uh, this locks before week one, so do not miss your chance and sign up now. To get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. That's FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. All right, let's move on. Uh, Yes, here we are. Uh, New football year resolutions 2018. How exciting. There you go. Ooh. Champagne. Champagne, Mark. All right. That'll be more than enough. All right. This is what we're going to do with uh, the new season upon us, uh, less than two weeks away. Some resolutions. I don't care where they come from. Any type of resolution as you enter a new season. Uh, Greg, uh, let's uh, let's start with you. All right. I, this is it's going to be starting off. Not, not not serious, but it is something that's been on my mind a little Drones? lately. I want the NFL to have a, a New Year's resolution to have Eric Reed on a team by by Ooh. week one here, because this has been on my it's been on my radar even more so than Kaepernick was uh, a year ago, because it's it's a little harder to wrap your mind around that a, an above average starting safety in the NFL for the last five years, who's averaged n- over 900 snaps a year who was you know, probably playing some of the best football of his career at some point last year, is, is not on a team. And it just really stands out, and it, and it really serves to sort of like support a lot of the worst thinking that you could possibly have about the league or the owners or anything. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it stands out even more, I think, than the Kaepernick one 
a year ago is just like, why why is this happening? So I'm hoping some owner just resolves to step up and he's just on a team and it's not it's not part of the storyline. That's I, my that's a good one. I like that. Do you one. think that that would even nationally move the needle at all or help matters? I honestly I think do. no. Kaepernick, I think, is the guy. I think, I think it it's is Kaepernick, ignored. but Eric Reed, Eric, but of, but in terms of someone in the NFL with name power, at this point, Eric Reed is put in that conversation frequently. Mm-hmm. I, I would say the Niners got rid of Eli Harold. They traded, and, and he's not a very well-known player, but he was someone that also – a week ago, refused to talk about. He kneeled all last year, and he and he refused to talk about it this past week, and he's out the door. I just this is three players from the same team, and and it's something we're coming up on the two year anniversary this weekend of Kaepernick sit kneeling uh, for the first time that that anyone noticed. He actually been doing it for a couple weeks before that, and now it's two years. And you think of the 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 impact that that's had on the country and the sport, and. And everything, and then just the fact that the first player that was alongside him mm-hmm. next to him is now looking for a job too. It just, I don't know, stands. And up. he's a capable player, like he's right. He's There's no argument. Player. There's no like argument about his his football playing ability or anything like that. Uh, next up, Colleen, this is kind of for you. Oh, it's a resolution that maybe you and your people. My who are my people? Uh, Eagles Nation. Oh, okay. okay. We talked about it during the recap of. Um, Browns Eagles, that Nick Foles is struggling mightily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz said this week, quote, it's going to be close whether he's ready for week one. And to me, it just seems like there's a lot of doubt about that happening. So there's a good chance your boy Nick Foles starts week one. And based on what we've seen, based on the track record, as Wes pointed out, uh, that he's been a, a wildly uneven performer at this level, there is a good chance he stinks. It could happen. But this is what I ask, the resolution. Wait, but so where's the resolution? Made. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't – this is the resolution you guys get. Him. And do this for me, a Jets fan who's never even been to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Keep this in perspective. If Nick Foles starts two games, if he starts four games, if he starts one game, and he stinks the joint out, and he kills you, and he even screws your season over, you cannot boo Nick Foles. You need to be nice to Nick Foles because mm. that man is a golden god. No matter what happens, you must remember what he did, the most important moments in franchise history. So this seems to be trending downward, and maybe that's what's going to happen. But be nice to Nick Foles, How Eagles many fans, weeks? no matter what happens. How many weeks? Forever. Forever. <laughs> Forever. He gave you something. Uh, Matt, remember, Colleen, when I saw you on the field. Do you want a reason with them? Because have you, have you seen you, some of my people? You're a prominent – Prominent member. Colleen's of not this who I'm tribe. worried about in this arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen Wolf, when you get frustrated, if Nick Foles stinks mm-hmm. in September, uh-huh. think of when I came upon you on that field <laughs> oh, at God. Super Bowl 52, tears streaming down your face, one of the happiest moments of your life? Yeah. Think about that. And think about that, Eagles fans, because I know who you are. You are going to boo this guy. It's going to be in your DNA to go after him. Really? Don't do it. I talked to my mom last night. She had already turned off the TV, the game. She was so angry. All she, she was just throwing foals under the bus, the entire Eagles Don't team. Don't do it. She said they're going to be awful this year. The Browns are going to be way better than the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, I thought we were going to get some yeah. Uh, yeah. Miss Wolf. Yeah, clips. Maybe I, that will be coming in up. In general, Eagles fans should resolve to just kind of enjoy this ride. You got an extra one last year with Foles. 
Do we have so anything? So what? Just just because? Yeah, we we have. Well, hold we on. Have some Wait, stuff. Yeah. on. As a Patriots okay. fan, you're like you you would have been okay had the Patriots just stopped winning Super Bowls in two thousand after two thousand one. No. Like another team yeah, and their it, fan base should want the same thing that it, the best teams in sports. It's have. a good comparison though. In two thousand two, when they didn't make the playoffs, no one really cared because they stole they stole one in 01. It was a gift, and obviously you're gonna you want them to win and get excited. I'm just saying. Last year, especially, you're you're up one. So it's, so what? It's so hard what? The to Eagles stay on win top. one Super Bowl, and the entire fan base no, just has to be complacent right. That's now. That's impoverished thinking to year. say that they're supposed to just be fine now. One year. No, this is just enjoy it. Smell the flowers. No, that, that's, that's over. All. We already did that. You just that. shouldn't be jerks that's, that's to, done now, to the miracle Dan. man who you, got it done okay. for you. That's yeah. all. That's that's what I'm saying. Right. You can get frustrated if this season goes side, sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just don't take it out on Nick Foles. Don't take it out on Nick. Okay, that's fine. Then put Nate Sudfeld in. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to go well. All right, Wes. I mean, Colleen, you're up. Okay. That was good. Well, I had some other ones here, but I thought of this one off the top of my head because I was watching the game last night, and <laughs> the amount of times so that I ideas. heard Philly special and Philly Philly, I'm so over that. I can't. I, they they're ruining it for me. Every broadcast is now. Like I I can't take it. Every time I hear someone say Philly Philly or Philly special, I want to throw something at the television or the radio or wherever I'm seeing it or reading it. It's done now. I don't want to hear it anymore. Are you saying that the Philly so special has now bled into popular culture? Here? Yeah. What's the yeah, resolution? It's too mainstream now. It's too ma- the the yeah. Philly special is too mainstream. Interesting. Because they're okay. putting You're it up there with the cheesesteak and Santa Claus. You know, people be booing the Santa catch. Claus. Like, yeah, I, except I this one is it. associated with success. Yeah, but it, that's enough now. We've heard, we've heard about it. Everybody's sick of it. Even I'm sick of it. That's it. So the resolution is to never use those terms again. Use them sparingly. Okay. Use them responsibly. Yeah. Okay. Treat them better with reverence. Okay. That's fair. Listen. That's fair. <laughs> Wes? This is a resolution about the Browns and Ravens, but hang with me for a second here. This Sapiens book, which I have brought up on this show a few times, <laughs> taught me what Of course. Taught one thing that really stood out from this book. When we moved from Evolutionary-wise, from like apes to humans, Mm -hmm. a very important factor in order to rule more than 150 people or bring more than 150 people together is the ability to gossip and tell stories and move beyond objective truths to construct like religions, myths that create like American national exceptionalism. We have to have buy-in to all these stories, to these myths. The Ravens, who stole the Browns franchise – have a collective identity, a shared national myth in Ravens Nation that they have a tough, tough, swaggering defense and special teams. That's their myth. The Browns, who have been around for a lot longer, have no – they've got no shared national myth. They've got no identity. The Browns resolve this year, no matter what else they do, create a national myth about the Browns, Mm. that they are a team – led by Baker Mayfield and Myers Garrett. If you come into Cleveland, you're walking away with a butt kicking. Mm, liking that. That is a lofty resolution. You know I, what I really like about it? Hey, Ravens fans, sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's the, that's the myth. Sit down. I like it. And it, it's really struck me watching Hard Knocks. Like, 
the Browns, the myth like that the Browns fans have been telling each other sort of about this team is one of the most remarkable things. It's amazing if you really take a step back to think of the support and the love that Browns fans have for their team in general, but especially after 0-16. It's almost like it never happened, and all like there's no real rational reason to support this franchise, period. It's just been right. heartbreak, need- and, and they just went 0-16, and yet – Everyone is still all in, and they kind of love it as much as ever. Like, I love that. It's pretty It's pretty Are amazing. Are you saying, Wes, that the Browns should stand up and be brassy? Yes. It's time, Mark. And everyone else must it's sit one year down. Late. It was stand up and be braggy because they <laughs> all was like, look at us. We do all this nice work in the community, and I think that's all very good. But it was like, how about you punctuate that by destroying and scattering a football this, team oh, on yes, Sunday? This was your theme. Stand this- up and be braggy. <laughs> This I was, was part of your theory. Yeah. You wanted some more bad guys who weren't yeah. really great. Yeah, Wes encapsulated <laughs> it very well. I'm not Thank sure you. stand up and be braggy works on a poster. No. I, I do like <laughs> sit down, though, with an exclamation point. It, yeah. It's better than uh, Rockland or whatever it was. What is it? <laughs> Hardland? Hardland. Hardland. Oh, Hardland. <laughs> we don't Rock- even know there's so many lands in well. <laughs> Rockland. <laughs> All right, uh, Mark, you're up. You know, one. this is for everyone. A, re- a new football year's resolution for all of us um, because this is something that I see that is bleeding its way into – it's a certainly American uh, pop culture. It's uh, online. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. It's Twitter. And so it's everywhere. And it is another word that we need to ban, a phrase Ooh. that we need to remove. Can I guess? Uh, it would slightly blow up the All segment. Right, go ahead, but, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's. So we've gotten rid of. Here's ones it's not because okay. we've gotten rid of. It's lit. Colleen has left. We've the gotten studio. rid of true dat. <laughs> that thing's true. Dat's gone. I mean, that was gone ages ago. Woke got killed. Uh, Woke that is was that, on its last that legs. Out, out, yeah. Yes, yes, queen. I mean, Yaz that queen, was cool yeah. for like two months, and then it's like, okay, Yaz see ya. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. This one is super ultra annoying can, to me. Here, can Colin guess now? No. Not yet. Ugh. I will let you in, in one second. Wait, let's here's do like the, the match game. Write down what you think it is. I and like then once that, Mark that, says now, it. now that I heard the preamble, though, I'm way off. That's well, okay. no, because here's where I see it. Yeah, and maybe you have two. This is just one of many examples. It's typically like on Instagram with like some like oh, wait, o- wait. U- uber cool girl uh, who apparently only vacations <laughs> and goes and sits on like boats on lakes all the time. She's on like some bros, yeah. like six pack bros boat with like a little dog and like a bubbly drink. And then on the, then the text <laughs> at the bottom of the photo says, what do you, it you do, don't know? It doesn't say RPO. Living, living my best life. <laughs> living my best life. I oh. get rid of that thing. and blast it away. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just I don't know it's if it everywhere right for now. A bit, but I mean, it's, it's adult men and women using this to describe mm. a very false online life where apparently all you do is hopscotch from or county fair to vacation <laughs> to whatever fair. it is you think you're doing. And, and it's sometimes it's used <laughs> to re- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's what is this, 1840? <laughs> like, hey, I'm in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah maybe not county fair. The outskirts Like, we Milwaukee. just finished the sock races, living my best life. <laughs> it's also used to, like, reinforce, like, sometimes negative behavior. He's like, oh, yeah, he's been drinking. He's on a bender all weekend. He hasn't seen his kids. Like, something's wrong. It's like, oh, he's living his best life. It's like, no, that's not what that is. We would be fine without it. We would be fine without it. Huh. As I, just a, a, a minor rejoinder. Um, I have a word that's super on my radar. I, I heard it in the newsroom yesterday, and I think it might be something that comes up on the broadcast a lot. Maybe and you can let oh, me know, Emma. Uh, and uh, and it's more like a ladies' word. 
I don't hear men saying it a lot. I can't wait this to is hear getting this more is. problematic Please. by the yes. moment. It's huh. a lady. Keep, keep going. It's 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 a lady's word, and you girls ladies. are using it a lot these days. It's probably being used on a constant rotation on uh, the Cavallari program. Bougie. It's getting used a lot right now. I don't know that that's come up on the broadcast. I don't know why you had to <laughs> implicate us. I don't know if that's Bougie. I don't know if that's limited to ladies. Bougie's all over it's the place gotta right go. now. A lady's word. A lady's word. How is so that delicate. a lady's word? <laughs> yeah, Blast it off. A, that's not a lady's word. Blast it off. I Get mean, it out of here. Greg, that's not a lady's word. What do you what do you mean? Because the so, most popular use of it is by Migos, you know, so and those are those are three guys. Like that's yeah. how it became Is this popular. an episode of Greg Likes Rap? No, but I'm telling <laughs> you asked the question. That's that's kind of it. Yeah, I don't think that's limited. Uh it's sorry, it's been decided. It's limited it's to ladies only. And it's out. <laughs> okay. it's, gone it's gone now. You have that power. Uh anything else? No, that's good. I'm good do for we, now. Do we do we go around the horn again or are we done? That's life. How do you guys feel? I think can we, we blast RPO? Can we get that? All right, blast out it out. Of, like, That's I'd, fun. I'm done with it. You don't want to go around the horn one more time? We can we, if anybody has one. Are we changing the segment to things we want to blast? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I like that. that RPO's got – is the actual play call gone or the scheme no, or is I, it – I think I think it's okay to, to talk just about it. Just it. stop stop using the acronym for it. By uh, the way, RPO, also done. heavily yeah. tied to the Eagles, I feel some fatigue on your part with last year's peak human experience it that is, you enjoyed. It is, I think Foles a little and tired Eagles of it. fan, you know, it is tough. It's tough. It's tough defending. You know, it's like it's, it's a tough. Uh, it's a tough thing to go through to stay on top. Mm-hmm. Give us another one. Greg. And to not stay I on top. One. Let's hear yours. I got another scene. I this is personal. I have resolved to enjoy football again, the on-field product, and and just completely fade the entire off-field debates around football. This national left-right, there's only two sides, and every argument has to be a rejoinder to the other side instead of addressing an issue. Just leave all that behind. And it starts with really cutting back on Twitter, like the death trap of negativity, like easy snark, uh, like power posturing that you hold this power over the person you're interacting with on Twitter, and the confirmation bias inherent in everything on Twitter, and just cut way back on Twitter. Hmm. Sign me up for less Twitter. Mm-hmm. I it's funny because my what my resolution is is similar in terms of like the trying to enjoy football for what it is, and that's part of that to me is like don't get caught up. And this is for everyone, I would say, but you know, I would you know at least for myself, it's like don't be so worried about your predictions or who you pick to win that game or who you pick to win the Super Bowl or. Or really anything trying to foretell whatever's going to happen, and the like, either the satisfaction or the annoyance with the result based on whether that came true or not. Because the more you, the longer and longer you cover football, the more you realize you don't know anything about it. Not just like what is happening on a certain play and like the strengths and weaknesses of the cornerback on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but there's no way you have any clue about what's actually going to happen. So it's kind of, it starts to almost ruin the enjoyment of finding out if you're that caught up of like trying to predict and knowing what's going to happen. I, you would, I would severely question anyone that, gets deeper and deeper into football and doesn't realize that they know less and less and less mm-hmm. than they ever right, thought right. they possibly could right. about a game that is so incredibly complex. We can be saturated with names and statistics and information. That's fine. You can regurgitate all that stuff. But if you don't become humbled by the fact that you literally have no concept what's going through most coaches' heads, you're not on my team. 
Love it. You <laughs> got a team? Who else got one? This totally went in different directions than I expected. Who else? Anybody? Down to you and Connie. I'm Go good. ahead. I'm good. Uh, mine are all fine. <laughs> I, I Greg, Mark, you said you had an idea. No, like, I do not. It's like, no. uh, <laughs> mine is like, I want, Ma- I want Marcus Mariota to be more accurate this year. <laughs> I, got a, no. I got a football nerdy one. Okay. What is it? I mean, we don't have to force it, but if you feel like you want to speak on it, speak on it. I think that, like, at least 29 NFL head coaches should resolve to copy Doug Peterson's <laughs> approach to game management that he used throughout last year. This, this idea that, that you're going to punt get the gone. ball from the 40-yard <laughs> line and it's going to go into the end zone and you're going to get 15 yards instead of keeping the ball and trying for it on fourth and short, that's been a no-brainer for 30 or 40 years in the NFL and – I just I hope NFL coaches resolve to be smarter in game management. Like watch, Doug watch some old uh, Bill Parcells too. He was great to have as your head coach because he always went for it on fourth down. He was not afraid to take shots on second and short. Like be bold, be it's, bold. It's another knock on the preseason because I think we've seen a bunch of teams experimenting with essentially pulling the punter when the, when if when there's anywhere any chance of getting the fourth down conversion inside the 50 no punts like last night the browns did it too but then the minute september hits where are they mm-hmm. like why then suddenly the 95% of these coaches get conservative all right good uh, one last one jason witten don't let the bastards grind you down it, it, this is going to be a process he's he's been shaky out of the gate uh, but just hang in there, buddy. It's tough. You're being compared yeah. to Tony Romo, and it's ironic because he was your teammate for so long. It's just the way it's worked out. Booger, everybody likes Booger. And uh, Tessator, he seems good. You don't like Tessator? No, he's fine. He's, he's I like think he's solid. I think Central they all casting. just like need some reps together. Witten's going to yeah. need some right. time. It's so pre-season. people shouldn't be burying him because he's not Romo. Romo was uh, like Kanye. Rap. Uh, college <laughs> dropout. <laughs> You know, Guns N' Roses <laughs> dropping, Appetite for Destruction, like that type of like a comet arriving on the scene. It, it happens never. And uh, so Witten well, should be held like, to Thanks for night- connecting it in a way I could understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's really good. Good, job. good way to set the table. That's great. Like in 1991, we didn't new, new announcing teams would get some some media attention, but people didn't shred everything that the new play-by-play or color guy was saying because there was no way to do it. No, I saw this uh, on For the Win, and they do a nice job at US, USA Today, like covering like the lighter side of the game. But like, they had a post just like destroying Witten for getting something wrong on the teleprompter, and then uh, a, a whole string of tweets from a bunch of like on Twitter just saying how horrible Witten is. Just like back off. I mean, come on, take it easy. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, one bit of housekeeping. Uh, the reason Emma who. Thank you for filling in today, Emma. Thanks, you Emma. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The, best. the reason Emma's filling in is because um, Lindsay Fulton, the Bitcoin princess, has moved on. She's uh, taken a, a new new position with Yahoo, uh, working in their podcast division. So we wish her the best of luck. And we are, gentlemen, back on the hunt for a full-time producer. I did get a DM uh, from Emma VP. What'd she say? Well, I don't know what to mean, but she said, just want to let you know, such professionals, so enjoyable to work with you guys. Oh, really hope it happens mm. again soon. Cool, cool. What a contrast. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, she- Mark, you weren't supposed to say that on the air. <laughs> the DM. Sorry. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, best of luck to Lindsay uh, going forward. And we will go forward uh, three shows from the U.S. Uh, next week. And then it is off 
to London, and we could not be more excited and happy about it. So let us go. And you're totally going. Totally getting your passport. Listed as probable. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, Tiny Box, the old boss, and Emma VP behind the glass. Till Monday. Oh, Monday. But why? I mean, it's just, you why? know. Yeah. They can't even play. I mean, it just sucks. <laughs> they're just pathetic. It's just really pathetic. The Cleveland Browns, they're going to be. Why do you have this back on, Ed? I'm not. I'm watching Princess the Royals. I don't care about this. What? Uh, yeah, I'm not into it. I can't. Wait, I mean, why? I... Why do you? Why do you think the you think the Browns are going to be good? Well, um, you know, it looks like their quarterback is a lot better so far than, uh, you know, and they they just seem to be, you know, better at it tonight than than the Eagles. What? You know, it's just, and then, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm so annoyed with football, I can't even look at it. What? Are the, you... the last two preseason games sucked so greatly, and this is on its way to sucking even further. <laughs> This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.